Welcome to episode 161 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with the prolific pundit of powerful customer service, Adam Toporek. Adam, how are you today? I am wonderful, Jeannie. How are you? I'm great, and I appreciate you being here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> see, you always say I'm not nice to you, but I'm being very nice, just yes, for but, the record. <laughs> yeah, everybody, if you could see her expression when she said that. <laughs> no, I'm happy you're here. I'm happy our listeners are with us. I'm happy. It's a good day. All right. It is a good day. But, you know, not everybody is always happy, right? Uh, nice segue. That's my job. I know. I know. <laughs> Stealing your thunder. <laughs> I have no thunder. It's okay. <laughs> why Why aren't people happy, Jeannie? Well, you know, we often spend our time on this show advocating for customers. And this topic, the tables are a little turned because there are sometimes customers who are not only just upset and angry and irrational, but they actually will threaten individuals who, you know, aren't living up to what they think is the promise of customer service. And it's a it's a pretty tough topic, I think. So have you ever dealt with this? Have you ever seen this in the work you do? One word, retail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I think the, that's it. The show is over. That's all I need to say. <laughs> Dropping the mic. Oh, of course. I, I mean, the threats that my team has gotten when I was in retail, mm -hmm. the threats that I have gotten, because, you know, I think we've talked about this before. I was, uh, you know... <laughs> It had to be really bad before it got to me. There was a team, there was a manager, there was another owner, and then it got to me. And that was, those were the ones that were really difficult. And, you know, yeah, I've had all kinds of threats, and I've written a lot about this. I've written about it in Be Your Customer's Hero. And it's very difficult, uh, especially for frontline employees. You know, they're not trained for this. I mean, some of these threats get very intense. They can get very serious, which we can talk about. And, you know, you almost need advanced conflict resolution skills to know how to deal mm -hmm. with this type of situation. Yeah, for sure. And I think in today's world, too, because people often are empowered in the wrong ways by being anonymous voices on social media and saying whatever they want, and they know that that's one of the ways that they can threaten an organization. So if, you know, the restaurant serves them their meal cold instead of saying something, you know, productive about that, they might say, okay, you're going to get the worst review I've ever left on Yelp. So there, and kind of threaten that kind of action all the way to what you're talking about, which are more serious threats as well. But how, do, I mean, how should we train people? How do you train people to deal with this type of escalating emotion? And, and if somebody even just threatens a review on Yelp, what's the best way to handle that? What do you think? Well, let me uh, address the first question first, which is one of the ways I train people to handle it is to recognize the difference in levels of threat. Mm -hmm. because, That's a really good point. Yeah. Because people react to any threat as if like somebody's you know pointing a weapon at them. It's like, right. okay, look, they threaten you with a Yelp review. This is not the end of the world. So don't overreact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of techniques. One is just try your best to depersonalize. That's the first thing. It's hard because often if they're threatening, they're yelling. They're mm -hmm. maybe calling you names or at least calling your organization names or one of your colleagues' names. And that you know those trigger automatic responses in us. Mm -hmm. They're biological. 
know, when we feel threatened, adrenaline courses, all these things start to happen physiologically and psychologically. And the first step in basically getting around those and knowing, knowing how to navigate around those is to understand that they are happening. So training is the first thing. It's just like, you mm-hmm. know, you look at soldiers, and obviously this is not, this is not <laughs> what they face, but the principle of training is the same. What's basic training designed to do? It's designed to make them go against their natural instinct. Mm-hmm. When everything is blowing up and people are shooting at them, they're supposed to go forward, right? Right. And that, right. I mean, that, that is what, that's why soldiers are trained the way they are. And it's obviously not nearly the mm-hmm. seriousness and all that, but that's, it's the same exact principle. Well, I, I totally agree with that. And I think it's harder than people give it credit for sometimes because it's really easy if you've had life experience to learn those tools and techniques. But if it's the first time you're ever in that situation and some and maybe you've never been in that situation, nobody's ever spoken to you like that before in your personal life. And suddenly you've got somebody who's who's really agitated in front of you speaking directly at you. That can be really intimidating and difficult. And I agree that oftentimes it's not addressed at all in training. And so it's it's the unknown. They don't even know what to do. So they fall back on those physiological responses and that doesn't always serve everybody either. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't always, you know, it's not always fight or flight. Um, well, well, and so another what, thing that okay. I've heard, sorry, no, to uh, back that up is one of the things I've heard that I apply to my own life too is when you can take a deep breath and just focus on the facts. Just think about what actually happened here today. What are we actually going to do about it? Because if you peel away the layers of name calling and all of that, sometimes you get down to, oh, I understand. You didn't get your refund. Let me fix that for you. Right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and it's some, but you have to stick to the facts in order to do that. Well, absolutely. Not to pimp the book here, but just, I mean, legitimately, this is a complex topic. I mean, I dedicated Mm -hmm. basically two sections of the book to topics around this. And it really is complicated. But one of the things, you know, I think is a good starting point when you're training is really getting people to understand the context of the customer. Mm -hmm. Okay, because there's a customer who is angry because of a situation, who is normally not an angry person and normally not a threatening person. You know, if, you, if it's the first time, you don't know. And then there are the people that are bullies, mm-hmm. that are just hard cases, and they are, it is just always a problem. And, you know, that's a different thing. I mean, I had a guy in one of my businesses, and we had a mostly young um, female front desk, and this guy was, had basically made all of them cry. Mm. He was that big a bully. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I kicked him out of the place. I basically said, we don't want your business anymore. And, I, you know, all of that. And, you know, he was threatening me and all kinds of stuff. And uh, I won't discuss what I did. But I, had, I handled it, you know, because there's a line some people can't be saved. So one of the things is understanding context, understanding where people are coming from. And then, you know, we go through a lot of sort of, okay, how do you approach the topic? One, mm-hmm. as you said, is sort of the fo- focus on facts. You want to not focus on the emotion. You want to not focus. Don't tell people to calm down. Mm-hmm. Re, uh, you know, pivot. Talk about what you can do. Understand. Listen. I mean, we've got. You know, I think you know, you've read the book. I've got that technique, which is called let them punch themselves out. Mm-hmm. So you sit mm-hmm. there. You let them punch themselves out. You let them go, 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 
And when they're just starting to wind down, you ask them another open-ended question and let them go again because they're never finished the first time. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. And yeah, and ninety-five percent of the time, that's the best technique. Now, there's about five percent where they start to work themselves up more, and you got to recognize that and sort of go another way. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's a, there's just a lot of techniques. But if I can emphasize anything for the C-suite and for leaders and managers, is you have to train this. You yeah. just to your point, you know, talk about a first job, or even just mm-hmm. being yeah, you know, being in your early twenties. You just haven't had a lot of this, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. At that age. And especially with somebody you have a sort of duty as a customer to and all that. So I think training is the key. Wherever you get it, there's a lot of great training. I know some people that do it. But, <laughs> but no, seriously, I mean, it, that, nothing else will replace training and role playing and good, mm-hmm. good language and even using not necessarily scripts, but key phrases that can be used in these situations. And nothing will ever replace that. You just simply can't give somebody a blog post. And or give them even you know pieces of a book and have mm-hmm. expect them to do it when the heat is on when the when the adrenaline's flowing. I I totally agree. And I remember actually being a customer once in a department store many years ago, and we were all standing in line for the cashier, and they were clearly understaffed. Big surprise! <laughs> and there was a woman in the front of the line who was very agitated who was trying to make a return or something that they didn't do at that specific spot. So they offered to walk her over to the returns. They offered all these things. And there was also a bit of a language barrier, which did not help the situation. But what happened was at first I was kind of on the customer side because I felt sorry for her. She, she wasn't understanding and they weren't being super understanding about that. And then as she got more and more agitated, she started like, she picked up the little, you know, container of pens and dumped it on the table. And she started becoming kind of physically aggressive. And the other customers, we all kind of made this little barrier. And it was interesting to see. But what it made me realize is if you are handling it in such a way, there are, I think sometimes people feel the heat of the moment of being in the spotlight when that stuff happens. So if you're the cashier and somebody's yelling at you and you've got a line full of people, it can feel very much like, oh my gosh, I better settle this or run away from this because <laughs> because I don't like all this attention. Like it's very negative attention. And what happened instead was the customers kind of helped this cashier out because she was young and we were just trying to, you know, get our stuff done too, frankly. But um <laughs> We found somebody who spoke the language of this woman and could explain it to her better. And so I think part of what happens is if you remain kind of human about it, then other people will step up often and help you. Not always, but I think that's something to train people on as well is like, even though you're getting all this attention, it can feel very uncomfortable. As long as you handle it in a certain way, people will respect that. They understand that these things happen. Yeah. I mean, that's something we deal with is what what to do when you have an audience. Because mm-hmm. it's a different mm-hmm. situation than when you don't. And a lot of times you don't, but when you do, it, it changes the dynamic. That's a great yep. point. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, another thing that we've talked about and I know you've written about is some of these threats you really do have to take seriously. And you have to realize that these people, we don't know who they are. And so when it's time to draw that line in the sand, like you were talking about, or even, you know, reach out to authorities or whatever. There are times where you have to deal with it as a real threat and you have to understand that's what's happening and just take the appropriate steps. And that's not easy and it's also not common, I would say, 
But I think understanding all of these different ways that the outcome can happen, that helps everybody involved as long as they get the information before it happens. Right. And I, you know, I've got that uh, blog post, which we'll link to in the show notes, where I sort of w- walk through the threats in an escalating fashion. And it's very short, obviously, because it's a blog post. But you know, one of the things I say in that post is once you get to a legal threat or particularly a physical, any type of physical intimidation mm-hmm. or threat, it's over. They're not a customer anymore. You're done. Right. That's it. Right. What, what, what's, once they go legal, one, you've got to pretty much shut it off there. I mean, there's... I thought, you know, in the book, I talk more nuance about how you can sort of make sure they didn't just blurt it out and make sure mm-hmm. it's a true legal threat. But once you've ascertained it is a true, like they truly are making a legal threat, you're done. And mm-hmm. a physical threat, for sure, you're done. And, you know, even that I don't teach mm-hmm. um, because it's not my area of expertise. I recommend some resources on, I mean, I teach sort of how to get out of that moment. But, right. uh, you know, what you do next, I have called the cops many of times. I'll tell you a quick story. This will be fun because we don't get enough stories on this podcast. So I was out uh, getting medicine for my old dog years ago, and I got a call from my retail business. And for some reason, my wife had been there, and everybody else was gone. Like it was a weird, like a bunch of two people called out sick, whatever. She's all alone. And this, you know, you're talking about that lady. This was like a really big guy, and mm. he was all upset, and he would not leave. Oh man. Yep. And I'm like 30 minutes away, and I'm like, you know. Here's what you do. She's like, what do I do? I'm like, call the police right now. Mm-hmm. So you call him, you get him there. And yeah, I turned around, I went back there. And yeah, we trespassed the guy, which yeah, means you mm-hmm. you give him a citation. He can't come anywhere near the I mean, you know, it, it can get really scary. I mean, you've got to really wow. have procedures and you've got to know, you've got to have emergency contacts and make sure mm-hmm. people aren't alone in the store and all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's important to think through this stuff, even though it's not fun to think through, you know. <laughs> Well, let's wrap on a positive note. Let me just say this. Most customer threats can be handled. Mm-hmm. And not only can be handled, but you can recover from them and strengthen the relationship. The great majority are just people being emotional. And if you use the right techniques and you use a customer-centric attitude and you really want to help and make it about them, you can save those relationships and actually improve it for the future. Yeah, I would totally support that. Good way to end. Nice job. Excellent. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed episode whatever, 161 of Crack the Customer Code. Don't forget to subscribe, check out all our episodes, and send us feedback at crackthecustomercode.com. I'm Jeannie Walters. Find out about our trademarked customer experience investigation process and more at 360connects.com. And thank you to audible.com for sponsoring this episode. Get your own audiobook and a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash customercode. And I'm Adam Tapork. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training at customersetstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.